Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Welcome to a night of total terror. <laughs> That's Mickey Mouse's penis. I know it's the terror. <laughs> They, they don't look to be afraid. They look to be shocked. Yeah. Here's vagina. It's, 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 did you see Miley Cyrus's globulous breath? Night of the Living Podcast. I yeah. found more syrup on my pants. Bizarre <laughs> adventure in fear. There was, however, a guy using an experience in shock, more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Night of the Living Podcast. Ass to mouth is fantastic. Yeah. Holy shit! That just happened. What's that bad man doing to my donkey? Get ginger crab. Night of total terror. I can't maintain this level of ridiculousness. They made salt. Night. Of the Living Podcast. My mom listens to show! For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Yeah, man. Show these fuckers how we roll. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bone Bat Show, episode 35. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I've got head cancer. What? Y- yeah, yeah, I got head cancer. It's probably not actually head cancer, but I'm, I'm planning for the worst case scenario at this point. Well, what's going on? Dude, I, well, remember I told you I was like going deaf in one ear? Yeah, yeah, you're having well, a little hearing trouble in the one ear. 
yeah, yeah. It turns out that it might actually be something else. I, I like got an MRI and everything. And uh, dude, have you ever had an MRI? It is like the worst techno music ever. <laughs> I've had it's, an MRI. I don't recall any music going on. No, it's just er, 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 for like thirty minutes. <laughs> so it sounds kind of like Front Two Forty Two. Exactly. <laughs> I, I suspect it's just like a monkey in a cage with magnets around it and a keyboard and they make the monkey play techno music and then later on they like draw a picture and say yeah this is your head <laughs> nice so so yeah. you, you've ruled out everything bad then is what you're saying you're okay i guess I'm i mean I, I had the mri you, man. i don't want to hear didn't, like panic and like attack my brain with a melon baller immediately afterwards but <laughs> you know if my doctor's listening to the show dude i'd really like to talk to you and find out what exactly your thoughts are because it's you know it's been a little while since the MRI and just getting a little message that, hey, everything seems to be all right. We'll see you later. That That's, I, I'm still deaf in the ear. So even if it's not head cancer, but you know what? I'm sticking with the head cancer story because it, it alarms people. It, it makes people not really know what to say. And I, I like doing that. And yeah, I still, do you know what? I am. I'm freaking handicapped. I, I can't hear out of one ear. I want to get a I want to get one of those parking permits so I get the good places because now I have a handicap. Have you given any thought that maybe listening to all the shitty jokes on the Bone Bat show <laughs> is exactly what has damaged your hearing? Could be because when they took the original x-ray, they thought they saw a dick joke in my ear. <laughs> well, speaking of which, there's something I, I want to talk about. Um, last month... We got an iTunes review. Now, this, the iTunes review, awesome. And this is notable, you know, not only because uh, we actually have children almost more often than we get new iTunes reviews, but because of what it says. This is a fantastic iTunes review from Mike at Cadaver Lab. This is, uh, it goes like this. Misleading theme song, five stars. In their opening song, they claim to have dick jokes galore. I am somewhat disappointed in the actual number of dick jokes that are actually told. I mean, who wants thought-provoking discussion on entertainment, politics, and other such topics? Who really wants to hear awesome indie music that we wouldn't get the chance to experience if it weren't for these guys? I just don't get it. Good things the hosts are handsome. Uh, how, you know, that's one of the nicest reviews we've ever got. It calls us handsome. It talks about entertainment and all the stuff we do and makes us sound really great. And all I can see is not enough dick jokes. Not enough. And it's it's interesting because aren't we listening to like a kind of a dick jokey band tonight? Are we listening to Goblin Cock? We are indeed. After the last episode where we name checked them like 72 times. Yeah. I, I looked at that as a demand from the gods of metal to feature Goblin Cock on the very next episode. That's right. And so there it is. Goblin Cock, the band with a, a name that isn't in itself sort of a sort of a dick joke and a big dick joke at that. So they, the so the music tonight and you know, this iTunes review has pointed us in the direction. I look at this shit as a challenge, my friend. A challenge? Is this a, a challenge? This is a challenge. Has the gauntlet been thrown down I right on my giant penis? I think the gauntlet has penis? been thrown down right on our giant, giant penises. Damn. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, we're going to nail this. My dick, my dick, I don't know about your dick. My dick is so, is huge. My dick is so big, they named the invasion of Normandy after it. <laughs> Why do you think they called it D-Day? That's pretty good. You know, my dick is so big that one time I actually fucked Jackson Hole. <laughs> 
Fuck Jackson Hole, huh? My dick's so big the Chinese built a wall across it to keep a till of the hun out of my pubes. <laughs> my dick's so big it shoots actual tadpoles. <laughs> wow, my, my dick is so big it has tonsils. <laughs> my dick's so big it has a blowhole. <laughs> it's so, mine's so big I run three-legged races by myself. Mine's so big I have to roll it around on my balls like a set of golf clubs. <laughs> You may have a big dick, but my dick is bigger than your dick. My dick is so big, it has its own dick, and my dick's dick is bigger than your dick. <laughs> you know, that's funny because my dick is so big, it's got a family of its own. Cute kids. <laughs> a family? My dick is so big, a family of illegal aliens sleeps in my urethra to hide from La Migre. <laughs> that's pretty good, but you know, my dick is so long, with every erection I get a first down. A first down, huh? Yes. My dick is so big, it, it subconsciously ducks his head every time I walk through a door. <laughs> my dick's so big, it took me to lunch last Tuesday. That was mighty big of him. That, that's, a, that's a big dick right there. My dick's so big, my grandma knits its sweaters. <laughs> my dick's so big, I hope that's a wide-angle lens. <laughs> my dick is so big, it can look directly into a second-story window. Flat-footed. <laughs> Damn, that is big. It's big. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll leave that at that for the moment. And uh, you got any what pisses you off for this week? No, man, it's so big they had to use bolt cutters for my vasectomy. <laughs> I have to wear a back brace when I masturbate. I mean, I've got a big dick. Dude, my dick's so huge, it strains the fabric of reality. Oh, dude, my dick is so big, it, it warps the space dick continuum. <laughs> my dick is so big, it's writing a novel for NaNoWriMo, and it's already ahead of Brian from Drunken Zombie. <laughs> You think that shit's funny? The novel's called The Da Vinci Chode. Oh, <laughs> that's good, dude. All right, no, no, seriously, though, my dick is big. It periodically sheds its skin. I got a lot, enough last month to make a pair of motorcycle boots, three wallets, and this belt. <laughs> that's pretty good. My cock's so big that buses ride it to work. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 enough, enough. <laughs> Movie right along. All right, so you got any got any uh, what pisses you off for this week? Dude, what pi- you know what pisses me off? What pisses you off? I'll tell you what pisses uh, pisses me off. A couple of things. First of all, you know what pisses me off is going back to this whole head cancer thing. When you're getting an MRI and they stick metal in your blood, dude. The guy that gave me the shot to give me the the, the intravenous metal thing. He, like, went halfway through my arm. I look like a junkie now. My, like, elbow is a giant bruise. He's like, I don't know, ease up on the harpoon there, Queequay. It was ridiculous. And you're not allowed to move when you're in the MRI, so I couldn't, you know, jump up and kick him in his teeny tiny little dick. The other thing that pisses me off is, I don't want to mention any names, Bren, from Mail Order Zombie, but... (laughs) I'm listening to our podcast, my podcast, Steve's podcast, and I'm at one end of the house, and my kids are playing at the other end of the house. So we're safe because we do, you know, say some slightly dirty words. I listen to the whole thing. Everything's good. Right at the very end of our last podcast, you may recall that all of a sudden there's a naughty word that Bren says. A bunch of them. And that's the exact moment my kids ran upstairs right in front of the door to my office with their little friends who were very, very nice kids. And what should come blowing out of the speakers but Miss Bren saying... Bitch ass motherfucker. It was like whoa, low lunging for the volume and now uh, they got a heap and help in a bitch ass motherfucker. Thank you, mail order zombie. 
<sighs> Those pe- tofu eating people. <laughs> oh, shit. What pisses you off? You know what pisses me off? Mm-mm. This is something that pisses me off. What pisses me off is when a movie that you've heard a lot of hype about just doesn't live up to the hype. Oh, yeah. So uh, last week, as Halloween was winding down uh, on our cable network, they were showing a bunch of kind of free movies on the pay-per-view part. And uh, one of them is The Wicker Man. Have you heard of this movie? Yeah. It's like a British film from 1973, directed by Robin Hardy, and it stars Edward Woodward, Christopher Lee, Ingrid Pitt, Britt Eklund, a bunch of, you know, folks, uh, pretty cool actors. And I've always heard about this movie that it's terrifying and it has a shocking ending. Shocking. And I've never had a chance to see this movie, so I finally get a chance to see it. I'm excited. I'm all fired up. Oh, my fucking God. A, it was boring. B, it was not scary at all. And C, the big frightening twist, I saw it coming seven miles away. Like my dick. Exactly. The only awesome thing about the movie was Britt Eklund's breasts. <laughs> that you get to see a lot of them as she writhes around in this like paganistic sort of ceremony thing as she's trying to seduce this cop. It was super lame, and a lot of people that I respect love this film. And that so I was totally fucking disappointed by that, and it kind of pissed me off. So, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. That that does happen though. There's a bunch of hype, and even you know, occasionally there there's a small number of people that I I listen to them, their opinions on movies, and they like it, and I I watch it, and I just like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, what are you gonna? Do? <clears throat> Dead girl. <clears throat> <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about that on this well, show I didn't, anymore. I, didn't, I had a... Uh, <laughs> that was my brain tumor talking. I see. Okay. Well, uh, shit, you got a political rant? I got a rant. Rant you away, know, my good friend. Here, here's the deal. If, if it pissed you off when George Bush did it, you need to be pissed off when Obama does it. Okay? Fair just, enough. Just because there's a change in president doesn't mean that everything's changed and everything's all right. And what, Brit, what made me think of this is... When Obama said, oh, I'm going to boycott Fox and all the good Democrats should just boycott Fox because Fox News is, you know, nothing but a Republican mouthpiece. All right, fine. That's a given. But a lot of people are like, oh, yay, you really gave Fox a what for. But that's bullshit because you remember when Bush was president and he any reporter that would give him a bad review that would say, well, maybe they're not weapons of mass destruction or isn't this going to plunge us into economic chaos or anything? He would immediately freeze him out. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't let him on the bus, you know, made him ride back, you know, sit at the kids' table and whatever, and wouldn't answer his questions. And people got all pissed off. They're like, oh, my God, what's he doing to the media? Okay, so that wasn't cool when he did it. It's not cool when Obama's doing it. And, and it goes beyond that, too. There's, a, there's other things. Remember under Bush, when people figured out that it was cheaper to buy drugs that are made in America, shipped to Canada, shipped back to America... It's cheaper to do that than actually buy them in America yeah, because the pharmaceutical companies were hosing us. So the Republicans said, whoa, whoa, they put an end to that. You know, you have to buy more expensive drugs. Can't buy the ones that went to Canada. All right, the Democrats are in control. They got all this health care reform. No, that's the same. They haven't changed that at all. So you need to still be pissed about that. And there, there's a lot of other things, too, in this whole stupid war on terror, which still doesn't make any sense because you can't have a war on a method. you got to have a war on a people. The state secrets defense, they still use that. 
they, they're still saying, oh, you can't sue the government for illegal wire trap, taps. They're still using extraordinary rendition. All that stuff that pissed people off about Bush, if it's, it's happening under Obama, you need to still be pissed off about it. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite and you're not worthy of my attention. That is all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think it, and there's like that whole presidential precedent thing where, you know, what, once a president has power, even if the previous president had that power or kind of took liberties with the, what they can be able to do, then the next president is loath to give up that ability. Yeah. And totally. I, I think that's what you're seeing here a lot. And I mean, yeah, the, the like media the thing is whole... every president wants a line item veto, right. and the other party goes, "Whoa, are you are you crazy? We could never do that. It's un-American." Until their party is the presidency, they go, "Oh, president needs a line item veto." Yeah, exactly. And the the as far as the the censoring the media thing, that's horseshit. The government should not be in the business of doing that. As a matter of fact, people should get pissed when the government tries. Yeah, I'm you pissed. Know. Yeah, I mean, soon they'll be regulating us. <laughs> Bring it! So, uh, Jess Ask Gord, are you oh ready? God. Here we go. Flex your brain, my friend. My brain is flexed. If only my brain was big and powerful as my penis. <laughs> really? How powerful is your penis? Oh my God! It is so powerful and big. I mean, compasses do not function properly around it. Black holes get sucked into my dick. Really, mature ejaculation takes 90 minutes. That's that's pretty awesome. You know, my penis is so powerful that during sex, sonic booms issue from my ass. <laughs> Mine's so big, I, when I fall down, I fuck people in Tasmania. <laughs> Mine's so big that last fiscal quarter, it bailed out several banking institutions. Oh, dude, mine bought Microsoft from Petty Cash. It's so big. <laughs> my dick's so big, it turned down Dancing with the Stars. Oh, mine, mine killed its ex-wife and got away with it scot-free. It's that big. <laughs> Mine's so big, I nut in stages. <laughs> is it like a liquid booster stage? <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, my, my dick is so big. Florida had to measure it twice. <laughs> my dick is so big, I get confused for Siamese twins. <laughs> when I get aroused, the earth develops an elliptical orbit. <laughs> my dick in some cultures, my dick is worshipped as a pagan god. My dick runs so deep, I actually boned a school of lanternfish. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Those things have nasty little they teeth. They do. Big pointy teeth, but I fucked them. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, stop, no, I once stop, nestled mine snugly into the Panama Canal. Let's, let's stop dicking around and get back to Just Ask Gord. <laughs> so Just Ask Gord is the feature we do every episode where questions... Allowing, of course. Uh, we ask Gort any question. He does not know him ahead of time. And he will Bring answer them to the best of his ability. These questions are from the listeners, and they have not been previewed by Gort. Are you ready? I'm ready. My dick is ready. This is from Sam C. Gord, what's the proper etiquette and compensation for asking your significant other to pop that annoying ass crack zit? Do you just ask something like, Hey, hon, there's something that's really bothering me, and I need to talk to someone about it. Can you help me out? Or, listen, I know you were in it for the long haul, so we're going to test that right now. <laughs> As for compensation, I would think that making love just after that is absolutely out of the question, because I would be focusing the whole time on where those index fingers were going. So any help on proper compensation for that dubious act would be great. Sorry to bring the show down, but you asked, Sam. <laughs> 
Wow, I've never actually considered uh, compensation. I don't think ass-crack zit-popping is an act which requires any kind of compensation. First of all, I want to know if this listener's arms are so small or his ass is so big that he can't reach his own ass-crack. Because there, there's, there's some significant things that have to happen down there that are generally performed by oneself. So let's assume that, for whatever reason... He can't reach his own ass crack to pop his ass crack zit. Mm. Oh, we really have drug this show down, haven't we? <laughs> I, I think that, um, you know, usually you, you should tip 15 to 20%. <laughs> Good enough. Okay, and uh, this question comes from Rob D. Which is worse, vampire zombie or zombie vampire? Vampire zombie or zombie vampire? Yes. So a vampire that is also an undead zombie versus a zombie that is oh, is actually needing to feast on blood and has a powerful allergic reaction to light. And garlic, wow. I would assume, yes. Yeah, it has a, a distaste for Italian cooking. I would say that that the the, van, the zombie that's a vampire is, is the weaker of the two because a zombie, I mean a vampire that's a zombie... I'm thinking it could get you full time, 24/7. It's not going to worry about the light because it's going to be, you know, dead, dead. But the other way around, it's like undead, and it's only it's going to be a nocturnal situation to deal with. Either way, it's bad news, and I would suggest you employing the services of a professional exterminator. <laughs> I don't think that's a good answer. You have to pick one or the other. What? Yeah. What? I'm sorry. I I, I thought I was clear. The the first one, the vampire zombie, is the worst one. Oh, okay. You don't want an infestation of those things, let me tell you. Decon will not take care of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you, Rob, and thank you, Sam. Uh, once again, uh, just ask Gord. You can uh, send questions to steve at bonehand.com or give us a call at 206-203-3115. So back to your dick. Yeah, dude, it's so big, the Fed declared it too big to fail. Gave it $50 billion. <laughs> My dick's so big it has visiting hours. <laughs> Dude, mine's so big, Frodo carried the ring to it. <laughs> oh, shit. Mine's so big, I hang it in the window to entice passersby. <laughs> mine's so big, Osama bin Laden tried to fly a 747 into it. <laughs> mine's so big that my tank gets hurricane warnings. <laughs> Do you name the hurricanes that emanate from your tank? <laughs> I don't, but you know what? Speaking of naming things, my cock's so big that it has everyday sayings coined after it. Far and wide, my dick. <laughs> Mine has its own telethon. It's my, that big. My dick's so big it has three opening acts. <laughs> oh, God. Your balls and what's the third? <laughs> no, seriously. Magellan only sailed halfway around mine. And then Columbus discovered it and thought it was India. Oh, shit. My dick is so big it's favored by nine over the Raiders this Sunday, and I'm laying the points. Who isn't favored by nine over the Raiders? Have I said fuck the Raiders lately? Oh, lately, go ahead. Fuck the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, yeah? they suspect that Jimmy Hoffa is not actually buried under the Meadowlands. They, they believe now that he's actually buried underneath my dick. <laughs> my dick's so big that Temptations wrote a song about it. Talking about my dick. <laughs> my my dick. dick. My dick. <laughs> I've got so much dick. Oh, so seriously, speaking no, of music, mine wears longer pants than I do. <laughs> so speaking of music, why don't we uh, listen to a little Goblin Cock? Yeah! 
This song is called Striped Tiger Snaps. And that, good listeners, is the mighty Goblin Cock. Hailing from San Diego, uh, Goblin Cock is a, uh, would you consider them stoner metal, Gord? Yeah, that's what I would consider them. I mean, they're not they're not straight, like, heavy metal or, or speed metal. They're, they're kind of trippy, and they, they're not afraid to do kind of weird stuff. See, so, yeah, stoner metal. Yeah. So Goblin Cock uh, was formed by Rob Crow, 
who was uh, from San Diego, a multi-instrumentalist, actually, uh, who plays in a number of bands, most notably the band Pinback. Uh, he also is in the band uh, Thingy and uh, a number of other acts that he, he's constantly touring with and uh, has uh, albums he'll release under. Goblin Cock uh, was formed in about uh, 2004, uh, their first album, Bagged and Boarded, that we are listening to. Uh, it came out, in 2000, <laughs> came out in 2005 on Absolutely Kosher Records. Uh, and uh, he actually had a new album come out uh, this year on uh, Robcore Records called Come With Me If You Want to Live, which has uh, just the continuation of the, the fat uh, goblin cock sound. So uh, kind of one of the cool things I found about him is that a lot of your kind of what's considered stoner metal, kind of, you know, the heavy, greasy, droning stuff, kind of, you know, uh, influenced by Black Sabbath, certainly. Uh, a lot of times it'll have much of a kind of a meaner sound. It'll, like if you listen to Electric Wizard, a band I really love, you know, it's very kind of sinister sounding. And a lot of ways, Goblin Cock, you know, some of it, it's, it's heavy distortion, but some of the chord progressions are almost like pretty. Pretty? Yeah. Did you notice that? I mean, they're yeah, you know, you know, very, very kind of creamy distortion pretty, and very, very, you know, pleasing to the ear. Yeah, but not in a Christian metal kind of way. No, not at all. But just, you know, you're kind of listening to it going, wow, that's, that sounds really cool. And I haven't heard it done quite that way before. So that's a pretty badass. I, I'm digging the goblin cock. <laughs> 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 you know, the, the, the first thing I noticed when I heard about uh, goblin cock is the uh, album cover. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think you sent that album, that album cover to me. And uh, I did, I did LOL in like the real kind of way. I laughed out loud. <laughs> that that cover, it's got a goblin. Yes, a, a, a goblin king of some sort on the throne. Mm-hmm. And uh, his cock. So. And his cock. Yeah. It's really pretty much a representation of the uh, band name. So, anyway, yeah. well, well done, Goblin Cock. Uh, it's a, a very cool album. I recommend both of the CDs. Uh, something kind of cool. Uh, absolutely kosher records. You can get bagged and boarded through them. I think it costs twelve bucks uh, shipped, so free shipping. But uh, they actually forwarded a link to me for a website that they're doing a project with. It's called Kickstarter, and uh, you can actually get the CD for a limited time for only five bucks. Five dollars? Exactly, and five dollars shipping included. Um, My it's, God. It's uh, you go to go to Kickstarter. You'll find a link on the Bonebat page. Uh, click on that link and go to it. And basically, it's a, a it's a kind of an inventory reduction project that they're doing. And so you basically pledge five bucks and you get the CD sent to you. Um, the only catch is that uh, they won't be sending out the CDs for the project until December fourteenth. But you'll still have them in time for Christmas. It's shipping from California, so you can you can get it pretty quick. Um, and uh, that that is the, <laughs> you the, say that as if everyone that listens to our show is from the West Coast. No, but uh, domestically, I mean, you can get anything in about week, ten days, right? You should be able to get yeah. in time for Christmas. If, yeah. if you're in the business of giving Goblin Cock for Christmas, then you <laughs> Who can isn't? exactly you can get it there on time. So yeah, check out the link and buy some Goblin Cock. Speaking of Goblin Cock, did you know that uh, I actually my cock is so big that it was the model for the album cover. I didn't know that. I know it's bad. I mean, mine's so big. It, mine costs a fortune to heat. It is so big. <laughs> My cock's so big, it sells its own merch. 
tablets. It's funny you should mention that because mine is so big it has a gift shop and people buy bumper stickers to say they visited my dick. <laughs> my dick's so big I have to make an appointment to jerk off. <laughs> Mine's got its own restaurant on the top floor. <laughs> my dick's so big when I get blue balls it's bad for the economy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Mine's so big my home address is 2737 my dick. <laughs> my dick. So, that's where I get my mail. That's pretty good. You know, on on a similar thing, my dick's so big that before we make love, my wife consults Google Maps. You know, they mine is on Google Maps, but they had to move the satellites at higher orbits to photograph it. <laughs> my dick's so big, I don't even have its cell number. <laughs> my, my dick actually uh, charges more for graduation speeches than I do. It's that big. <laughs> Uh, my dick's so big, I have mountain goats in my foreskin. <laughs> in your what? In your my sports skin? In my foreskin, damn it. Oh, jeez. Mine's so big, it has a day side and a night side. <laughs> my dick's so big, it once made a 747 cry. <laughs> Did I tell you I had mine paved? It's got a crosswalk, too. <laughs> That'd be a crosscock, wouldn't it? It would. It's a crosscock walk. <laughs> my dick's so big that last week, Coca-Cola bought 30,000 shares of my dick. Wow, that's that's good. That's good. Are they going to use it at the bottling plant? They might. You never know. It's shares. It's a financial thing. Oh, I thought they're actually going to share in like the you know because mine's so big it doesn't have veins it has pipes. Yeah, no. Did I mention that mine has its own national anthem? That's pretty good. Mine's so long that right at this moment I'm getting laid next Thursday. <laughs> you know, mine's so long I have to use binoculars just to look down at the other end and make sure you're not sucking it. <laughs> <laughs> My dick's so big, you still can't hear right. What? <laughs> oh, shit. My dick's so big that every autumn, my balls change color and all my pubes fall off. <laughs> oh, man. Mine is so big, you can get lost on it and wander for days. <laughs> Mine's so big, I put a hat on it and drive in the HOV lane. Seriously, Sarah Palin brags that she can see mine from her house. <laughs> my dick is so extravagant, it picked me for Secret Santa last year and gave me the good iPod. Oh, now that's a dick right there. <laughs> oh, God, no, seriously, before I whip mine out, stores across the country will hold, they stay open till midnight and hold pre-release parties. <laughs> my dick is so anaconda-like, Harry Potter keeps trying to chat with it. <laughs> Your dick went to Slytherin, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. Funny you should yeah. ask. All it's right. funny you should discuss the reptiles, though, because scientists suspect mine may have killed off the dinosaurs. <laughs> Would that be considered a reptile dysfunction? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you trying to do a podcast? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, let's go to uh, our final song from Goblin Cock, our final feature tune. This is called Kigra the Dragon Killer. Yeah.
every time I try to sleep, I hear the voices. The voices. Speaking to me. Dark whispers and forbidden dreams. They say that the time is right, that the stars are almost right, and November, it's coming. Thirty days, thirty shows, the thirty days of douchebaggery, the tribute to H.P. Lovecraft from the Douchebag Podcasting Network. Subscribe now at douchecast5k.com. Oh, the douchebaggery. And once again, that was Kigra the Dragon Killer from Goblin Cock. Thank you to Goblin Cock so much for allowing us to feature your music this episode. Again, uh, this episode? What was that? <laughs> I was like running out of breath. I just took a sip of beer. That was fucked up. I was just like took a sip of beer. And uh, so, yeah, don't sip and speak. It's a no, bad move. Okay, so multimedia triage. Triage. Dude. So I've got a uh, CD I would like to do a quick review of. Since when have you ever done a quick review of anything? <laughs> it's going to be a quick, incredibly in-depth review. Uh, actually, I would like to review uh, the latest CD from the uh, Swedish death metal band Arch Enemy called Root of All Evil. Uh, or as they say it, Root of All Evil. From uh, Sweden's Arch Enemy on uh, Century Media Records. It just came out last month. Uh, very cool album. Uh, this let me give you. I know you don't listen to like the death metal, particularly the Swedish death metal. So no, quick I rundown. I guess Swedish death metal overall is kind of known for having very sort of like uh, the twin guitar harmonies of like an Iron Maiden or a Judas Priest, and having that sort of a thing blended with like a more brutal, heavy. Uh, chunky sound, so kind of like crossing a Metallica with an Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, but even more rough than that generally. There's two schools. There's the Gothenburg School, which is a much sort of a more classical, uh, more polished sort of a sound, and the Sunlight Studios sound, which is a lot more kind of grimy, like entombed, like dismember. Uh, it it, it, it kind of has a very sort of a gut bucket, greasy sound to it. So, all great music, two different schools. Uh, back in, like, 1988, a band was formed by a bunch of teenagers in Sweden called Carnage. And this band would be kind of the feeder band, a bunch of awesome musicians that would go on to other bands. Um, the guy who started Carnage was Michael Amon, who uh, would go on, after Carnage broke up, he went on to a band called Carcass, which is one of the most famous me- uh, bands in death metal. Uh, after Carcass, he went on to form Arch Enemy with vocalist Johan Leva, who was also in Carnage. So that kind of gives you an idea of where they come from. Uh, actually, Christ, you've been talking for five minutes and you've only just now got to the beginning of the band forming. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done. So, and then the other half of of Carnage went on to form Dismember, which is another like epic death metal band. So th- it was like this great feeding ground for a lot of creativity and cool music. So Arch Enemy gets started, and they do uh, three early albums, Black Earth, Stigmata, and Burning Bridges with Johan Leva. 
after that, he was asked to leave the band. Uh, Michael Amott was looking for a more charismatic singer. And they uh, tapped a uh, actually a female singer uh, who was a, a German uh, m music journalist named Angela Gosso. And she became the vocalist for Arch Enemy, and she's been the vocalist ever since. Now, and she is one of the rare instances in uh, heavier death metal of a woman who really holds her own, does a fantastic job singing in what is considered, you know, generally it's kind of a guy's game. And she does a fantastic job. She has a ton of credibility and respect. She's a fantastic singer. So what Root of All Evil is, is the band decided to go back and cherry pick their favorite songs off the first three albums and re-record them with Angela. It's one of those things, it's kind of a look back sort of an album. So I, as a big fan of Arch Enemy, I own all the original discs. And I was so sort of able to compare track by track um, you know what what the differences are between the two versions so uh, the kind of the conclusions I came to root of all evil starts with a brand new intro I don't think that's ever been on anything before uh, and it has uh, four tracks from black earth uh, three tracks from stigmata actually two tracks from stigmata and one that was like a uh, a Japanese and Korean bonus track that uh, could also be found on the uh, B-side of Wages of Sin, which came out a couple of years later. Uh, so you can find that tune. It's called Diva Satanica. But it's a, a really fantastic version here. And then uh, Five Cuts Off Burning Bridges. So the, the early stuff, the Black Earth and Stigmata stuff, uh, is definitely an upgrade across the board. Angela's vocals sound a lot better than what Johan Leva was doing at the time. But Burning Bridges, that is by far Leva's best work. His voice is very powerful and strong on those cuts. And that one's kind of a wash. I kind of dig, you know, Johan Leva's take on that. So I don't know that, that the vocals alone were an improvement, but the things that were an improvement were the guitar sound across the board, uh, both the way it was produced and the, the sound, uh, where before it had much of a, a more raw, buzzy sound to it. It's a lot more precise. You can hear the playing a lot better. And frankly, uh, the Amot brothers are a lot better guitarists now. You can just tell them that they're playing everything much faster and more precise. So as a metal fan, I mean, it just kind of really hits you to listen to this amazing guitar work. But interestingly, uh, there, there's one song um, which is called... Uh, the Immortal off of uh, Burning Bridges. It's the opening track. And y do you ever listen to like a, a guitar solo that will give you chills? I listen to music that gives me chills occasionally, yeah. G guitar solos will always do it for me, uh, particularly when I like build up to a high note. I will always get, you know, depending on the solo, like Electric Eye by Judas Priest does it. No One Like You by The Scorpions, that solo always gets me almost every time. The, the original version of The Immortal gives me chills and the remake of it doesn't. So there, there's something about the way those notes came together that I actually prefer the original version of that. But the other songs from Burning Bridges, Dead Inside and Pilgrim, holy shit, the band now kills it. It is just, they're fantastic. So in the end, I would say if you're a fan at all of, uh, of Swedish death metal, if you're a fan of Arch Enemy, uh, Root of All Evil is definitely worth picking up. If you aren't that into it, Arch Enemy is a great band to kind of try out some Swedish death metal because it is, the newer stuff is a lot more polished and it's not a lot more accessible than some of the rougher stuff like a Dismember. Uh, so I would say that, you know, for metal fans or people who are looking to check out Swedish Death Metal, 
check out Root of All Evil. It's a good CD. So it's like a gateway drug. Yeah, it, it is. And it's a nice yeah, introduction yeah. because, in a way, it's almost the greatest hits. You're getting a, a, a mix of tracks that are really good, strong tracks from a number of albums re-recorded in a nice format. Like I said, there are a couple of versions off the original albums that I actually prefer. But, you know, for, for, for a neophyte, that's a, less of a big deal, I think, than, you know, somebody who's... I mean, look at me. I'm the kind of guy who's actually comparing two versions of the same song off albums from years ago. So, check it out. Great album. Okay, so you know what that reminds me? I just released a collector's edition of My Dick, and it includes <laughs> color commentary by Kevin Smith on it. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, my dick is so big, it's sponsored by Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> does it have that logo on the side? It does. That's like all the time with the electric blue monster. Right on. Seriously, no, mine is so big, there's a My Dick Rescue Team stationed on it. <laughs> my dick's so big, instead of veins, it has tributaries. <laughs> That's bigger than pipes. Dude, there are isolated tribes still living in remote areas of my dick. <laughs> My dick is so big it has more followers on Twitter than I do. I've always wondered about that. Yeah. No, seriously, though, I have to establish a base camp before sex. I, it's that big. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, my dick's so big it's constantly hounded by paparazzi. <laughs> you think you just swing it, like knock them all off the road behind you. You would think, and yet. Yeah. No, mine's so big that they've had to redivide up the compass. Now there's north, south, east, west, and my dick. <laughs> My dick is so big, I actually have a family of squirrels living in my pubes. Dude, Dude what? Squirrels love nuts. <laughs> That's funny because my dick is so big, it was re it was recently declared a wilderness preserve. It was dedicated to the reintroduction of my dick into the wild. <laughs> my dick is so big, you have to be this tall to ride it. <laughs> Damn, I'm not tall enough. Oh, wait. Damn it, now I'm the game one. No, seriously, mine is so big, there are parts of it that sell alcohol and parts that don't. <laughs> My dick's so big, it has to pay extra on airline flights. Mine's like the Louvre or, or Disneyland. I mean, you really can't see it all in one day. Just... <laughs> <laughs> My dick's so big that I can actually flop it backwards and balance on it to strengthen my core. <laughs> Mine's so large, I mean, just keeping it painted is an unending chore. <laughs> you don't want something like that to rust. <laughs> My dick's so big, it makes telephone poles feel inadequate. Yeah, you know, early map makers depicted mine as a sea monster. <laughs> My dick's so big it has a star named after it. I was waiting for the punchline. Was, is that the D star? The, the dog star? The dick star? I don't know. That's it. All right. No, Siri, mine is so big if it was a pilgrim, it would have arrived on the Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Maria. <laughs> oh, shit. My dick is so big, my balls beep when I back up. Mine, mine has a downshift on steep grades. <laughs> my dick's so big it has a vista point. Dude, I have to bus in day laborers just to adjust my balls. <laughs> my dick <laughs> is so big I can install Windows faster than I can come. <laughs> wow. Windows 7 or Come 7? <laughs> hey, speaking of computer games, are we still in multimedia triage? Because I wanted to talk about stuff. Let's do it. All right, dude. I've been playing the game... Borderlands on the Xbox 360. Funny you mention and, it. So have I. I know. You have. What are you, like level 2 now? <laughs> I'm like level 13, I'll have you know. Oh, okay. Uh, I gotta tell you, this game, this is a fun game. It, it is 
First of all, the style of it is is great. It's what they tried to do with that other game. What was it, thirteen, to make it look kind of like like a cartoon, kind of cell shaded art. Like, but this looks like you're stepping in the pages of a of a heavy metal magazine. It's that kind of art, and, but it totally yeah, works with the gameplay. Post post apocalyptic desert sort of a scenario. Yeah, yeah, but but the like it looks like world. it's hand drawn with with thick outlines, like like it's done. Um, you know, like someone used a technical pen to outline every little character in, on the screen, and mm-hmm. and it is they they say what bazillions of guns, and they may be right. There are so many different fun weapons and power ups and grenade modifications. You're just constantly picking up loot, improving your firepower, and the guns and, and things are all different. It's not like Diablo where you feel like you're singing swinging the the same axe over and over again. It's just doing more damage. They've got. Different yeah, feel to them, different look to them. It almost feels like there's a like a random weapons generator or something in the game that it's just that there's an unlimited mix of features that the weapons can have. Yeah, and it does, and it's 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 fun. I mean, you're you're constantly well, do I want the more powerful weapon that shoots slower but has a bigger clip, or do I want this one that you know it's really powerful but it's only got a tiny clip and. Or the one with the lightning damage or the corrosive damage. It's it's just plain fun. And yeah, there's a lot of going around and getting treasure and leveling up. It's kind of like a three-dimensional open-world dungeon crawler. And you're it's a big environment. The only knock I have on this game is the multiplayer component is not good if you're not playing with guys that are about the same level as you. Otherwise, if you unless you're really close in level, you're you're always doing a mission that somebody else has done because it's all missions. You're always right. you know, trying to do the next objective. So either you're, you're kind of hurrying up the guy in the party that's never done it before and going, oh, you go here, you do that, you, you climb this, and not letting him discover things. Or you're the guy that everyone's hurrying along. And it's, it's rare that you like land with someone who also hasn't done the same missions that you haven't done and you're the same levels and you can do them together. Yeah, and when that I- happens, it's really fun. If you can hook up with someone that's that's about the same, then it's a blast to be going around as a team. But that's that's hard to do. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you that I almost wish that there were separate multiplayer missions that you would play just that way. Because kind of my my one beef with the game, and and I'm not like a World of Warcraft guy, or you know I've played some role playing games, but not a ton of them. But I kind of I find myself I I don't really give a shit about leveling up outside of the story yeah and this game you know some of the levels it's almost more about leveling up okay i need to do this so that i can level up so i can use this next weapon rather than okay i need to go kill this guy because it advances the story and so that's the one knock i have is that the 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 kind of leveling up just to level up leaves me somewhat cold and the multiplayer mode sort of even pushes that more because you're constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know. If you're like you're saying, if you're of a lower level and you're playing with guys who are higher than you, then you're wanting to get to the level where you can use the same sort of powerful weapons that they are. So that that's the only beef I have, though. The game is super fun and addictive, yeah. and you, you want to spend. You find yourself thinking about it that you want to spend more time with it. But that that whole sort of leveling up function. As as removed from the storyline does leave me a little bit cold. All right, so this this is one of the reasons why I gotta buy World of 
uh, what is Modern Warfare 2, and you do too, yeah. is because they've got that whole extra mode. I mean, there's the story mode, and there's the multiplayer mode, deathmatch or whatever, which is all going to be fun. But there's that, that third mode where you're supposed to play as a team, and there's a whole set of missions you go through as a team. And like one of the levels, there's a guy on the ground, and a guy is a gunner in an in a AC-130 gunship. So, like, the guy on the ground has got to laze targets, and the guy in the air has got to hit the targets and provide cover for the guy on the ground. And it's just a whole set of work as a team. You don't have to be a certain level kind of kind of mini-games, I guess you could say. That that just looks like it's going to be so kick-ass. Yeah, I was, I've been fired up for this game for a while, even without the zombie maps, <laughs> which was kind yeah. of like, you know, the, the thing that really made me want to go after World at War, frankly. I wasn't nearly as fired up about that game until the zombie maps came out, and those were so damn much fun. But, and I wasn't um, really fired up about Modern Warfare 2 because World of War was so much fun, and I, I just figured I'd keep playing that until I looked into it. And now, I mean, it looks cool. Not only do you have, in multiplayer, the perks for kill streaks, you get the opposite. You get perks for death streaks, so that really can help level the playing field. If you're just getting your ass handed to you, Steve... You know, you, you can you can suddenly emerge with, with more power and, and it rip the guys a new one that are, are ripping you one. And more guns and, and more attachments to your guns and more modes of play. That, I, I promise you, we're going to be reviewing that soon. But right now, it's Borderlands, man. I'm, I'm ripping through the Borderlands. And it's a big game. Well, and, and at this point, we're only five days away from Left 4 Dead 2 as well yeah. so yeah there's a lot of cool ass gaming on our horizon I think. yeah and you know what's the serious sam um hd game is going to be coming out on xbox live arcade and that's going to be a blast cool do you have a date for that uh, i don't but i think it's coming out before the end of the year wow okay cool yeah Oof. all right so, is so that... you know you know the problem with this podcast steve what's that it's been far too clean <laughs> we really maybe it's time we we got into our filthy jokes okay let's do it Filthy joke of the week. Bum, bum, bum. It needs its own theme song. It does. Okay, you want to go first or you want me to start? No, no, I'll, I'll go first. I, I can do this. Okay. An elderly gentleman walked into a crowded doctor's waiting room. And as he approached the desk, the receptionist said to him, Sir, are you, uh, what are you seeing the doctor for today? The, the older gentleman looked at the receptionist and he said, There's something wrong with my dick. The receptionist was very irritated. She said, you shouldn't come into a crowded doctor's waiting room and say things like that. Why not? You asked me what was wrong and I told you. So the receptionist replied, You're, you've obviously caused some of the patients in here to be a little embarrassed. It's a room full of people. You should have said something like, there's a problem with your ear. And then discuss the problem further with the doctor in private. So the older gentleman replied, he's like, look. You shouldn't ask people things in a room full of others if the answer is going to embarrass anyone. So he's staring at the receptionist. She's staring back at him. Eventually, he breaks eye contact. Fine. Walks out. Walks out of the waiting room. Several minutes later, he walks back in, making a fresh start. The receptionist looks at him smugly and says, yes. The man looks at the receptionist and goes, there's something wrong with my ear. So the receptionist nods approvingly and smiles, knowing that she's won this one. He's taken her advice. And what is wrong with your ear, sir? I can't piss out of it. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
Hey, thanks. Well, I, I've got an oldie but a goodie. So this guy walks into a bar with a horse, and he offers $100 to anyone who can make the horse laugh. One guy stands up and says, you know what, I can do that. He walks over the horse, whispers something in his ear, and sure enough, the horse just starts cracking up. So the guy- Was it a horse laugh? It was, it was a, a, a guffaw, you know, basically. Yeah. So okay. then the following week, the guy's back in the bar with the horse, but this time he offers $200 to anyone who can make the horse cry. The same guy comes up to him, whispers in the horse's ear, and they go off to the bathroom. And then amazingly, a few minutes later, the horse comes back and the horse is just sobbing, just morosely. And so the, the horse's owner goes over to the other guy and he says, hey, I got to know, how did you pull this off? He says, simple. Last week I told him I had a bigger cock than he does. This week I showed him. No, that's a big dick. <laughs> that is a big dick. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know what? what? Mine is so big. My dick, that is. That's what we're talking about, right? It has Yosemite <laughs> Sam mud flaps and a bumper sticker on the back warning motorists not to drive in its blind spot. <laughs> That's funny you should go on the road. My dick is so big, it has a chauffeur. <laughs> Mine's so big, Eskimos have over 40 different words that mean my dick. <laughs> my dick is so big, blowjobs are out of the question. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because guests on my dick have reported a noticeable sway on windy days. <laughs> My dick is so sensitive, it has a peanut allergy. <laughs> What's with a peanut allergy? God damn. Seriously, though, whenever uh, there's a report of a huge dick jam, it's usually my dick that's at fault. <laughs> you know, my dick is so big that one of my biggest concerns is penile warming. <laughs> a four out of five dentists and their patients who can chew on my dick, it's that big. <laughs> That's not shit. My dick is so big, I'm required to pull over and weigh it when I'm crossing state lines. Oh, God. You know, rising fuel costs have forced my dick to cancel its summer travel plans. <laughs> my dick's so big, I have to put a red flag on it when I drive. Oh, God. When it backs up, does it go boop, boop, Yeah, I already boop. said that. That was a while ago. Oh, remember? damn. Sorry. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I got lost in a whole forest of dick jokes here. Oh, Mine has an old rusty harpoon stuck in the side of it. <laughs> My dick's so big, I use a floor buffer to rub one out. <laughs> That's really funny. Thank you. I got a funny visual. Oh, God. Mine is so big, there's a sneaker coming out named Air My Dick. <laughs> My dick is so long, it's in line at the DMV for me as we speak. <laughs> Mine is so big, the time zones are now Pacific Standard, Central Mountain, and my balls. <laughs> my dick is so big that when we got married, Julie had to get a heavy equipment operator's license. <laughs> she still has a license, doesn't she? She does, yeah. She keeps it up to date. That's good. No, mine is so big, movie theaters now sell popcorn in small, medium, large, and my dick. My dick is so big it was born 45 minutes before I was. The doctor was, <laughs> the doctor was never the same. It just keeps coming. Oh, seriously, though, my dick is so big, Israel may be forced to attack if Iran develops the technology to acquire my dick. <laughs> my dick is so nimble, it actually wipes my ass for me. But you know what? I consider the Grand Canyon tight. <laughs> my dick's so big, it has its own entourage. <laughs> That's it. I got no more. You win. My dick is so big, it has a heads-up display. You're, oh, yeah, on, on the head, right? <laughs> I'm out of dick jokes, dude. Oh, wow. That was close. <laughs> Can't believe 
without without conferring with each other, we came up with almost an identical number of jokes. About and it. not really any of them were the same. No, there was no dick overlap, which is good because that would be gay. Not, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Mm, certainly not. I'm just not. So thank you. Uh, tonight, I would like to first of all, I'd like to thank Mike from Cadaver Lab, who without None of this would have been possible. Right. Thank you, Mike. See what you've done. See what you've done. Are you proud of yourself now, Mike? I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> check check out the uh, Cadaver Lab podcast. Uh, it comes out every two weeks at cadaverlab.com. Uh, Mike and Sam are fucking hilarious. Uh, you definitely got to give them a listen if you haven't. Uh, also, I would like to thank the mighty Goblin Cock and Rob Crow. I'd like to thank yeah. Corey and Marin from Absolutely Kosher Records. Thank you so much for letting us feature the music. Again, uh, check out the link on the Bombat page. Go to kickstarter.com uh, for a $5 copy of Bagged and Boarded. Not going to find a better deal than that. A little Five. bit of old business, dude. Foot long. Remember That's our pumpkin carving contest? Yeah, I remember a pumpkin carving yeah, contest. Yeah, well, we have a winner. Uh, Sue P. from Redmond is the uh, lucky winner of the big-ass swag bag, so that will be going out to her. I will be hand-delivering it in the next Whoa. couple of days. That's not something every winner of every contest gets, is yeah, a hand-delivery of You know, there's bag. something to be said for entering a contest when you're in the same town, so it works out yeah. perfectly. And uh, I'd also like to talk a little bit about uh, upcoming appearances for uh Gordon and I. Uh, I was actually uh, interviewed for a Seattle Geekly number 38 podcast, which came out about a week ago, uh, kind of talking about Halloween traditions. So uh, if you're still in the mood for a, just a little bit left of Halloween, go check that out. It's a fun if show. If you need a little more Steve, go check it out. If you need a little more Steve, and who doesn't, really? Uh, really? Also, uh, we are interviewed on the upcoming episode of 347 Steps. Yeah. They said we were funny. They did. And they're, now they're a friend of a friend of yours? That's how you know them? Yeah, they're Chris's friend. And by the way, Chris is responsible for the dick joke that I told this evening. <laughs> the one during filthy jokes, not the well other 789. Well done, Chris. Nice. Thank you, Chris. Played. Yeah. So uh, we will be featured uh, or interviewed on episode 111 <laughs> of 347. We're not actually featured. I mean, it's not like they did the Stephen Gord show. Like no, not at all. We're interviewed on episode 111 of 347 Steps, which should be out uh, the same day that this show is. Yeah. Also, uh... Douchecast 5000 is doing a 30 days of douchebaggery this month, which is uh, an episode every day on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, I will have an entry in that series in the next week, so uh, check that out as well. Our usual bullshit, the show number, if you'd like to leave feedback, questions for Just Ask Gord, or uh, what pisses you off. We haven't heard from you guys lately, uh, anything that pisses you off. Are you really all that well-adjusted that uh, there, there's nothing that makes you angry? Yeah, tell us, what pisses you off? Maybe it pisses you off to hear a whole bunch of dick jokes, and we still need to say <laughs> your favorite one. I don't know. Exactly. So uh, the show number is 206-203-3115. Or you can uh, email us anytime at steve at bonehand.com. Uh, I have a new content on bonehand.com every Sunday. And how about you, Gord? Dude, I, I, totally, I just realized something. What's that? If you look at the number for the show, yes. 206, if you, if you look at it, it's 26, 23, 31, 15. You multiply all those numbers together, that's how many feet long my dick is. <laughs> I saw that coming from a mile away. I know, just like your dick. So what, what What were you asking? Oh, you can find my stuff. MightyWombat.com for a weekly cartoon. 
You can find my monthly column on davislifemagazine.com. And you can find my tri-weekly podcast with Steve and his dick right here. <laughs> uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I am Bonehand. You can join the Bonebat forums if you'd like to chat with us. And uh, if you like what we do, the only thing I'm going to ask you for this time is vote for us in the podcast awards. That's right. We need... We need... Your votes. You guys did it. I don't know how, but you guys nominated us enough to, we are actually on the final ballot of the podcast awards, uh, which is so cool. When you look at the, the roster of people in the category, uh, there are 10 podcasts in the comedy category, and most of them are huge. I mean, there are shows that have used to be on satellite radio. There are shows that are by you know, newspaper columnists and comedians and all kinds of shit that... Uh, the guy from Mad Magazine, for I God's know. sakes. It's, it's just, it, I know it's cliche to say, but it's an honor to even be included on that ballot. Uh, so, you know, thank you so much to everybody who nominated us. Uh, yeah, and it's and such an honor that it would be an even bigger honor if we were actually to beat them. It's David and Goliath time, man. We're going to need every vote we can get. So please vote for us. Uh, voting starts on November 13th and runs daily. You can place a ballot once a day uh, from November 13th through November 30th. So uh, please vote for us. I'd also like to give a shout out too to some of my other favorite shows who were uh, also on the ballot under different categories. Uh, yeah. The fan, always fantastic Night of the Living podcast, whose uh, promo you heard at the start of the show. Uh, they are actually uh, nominated in the category of TV and film. Uh, Outside the Cinema, another great film show. And uh, they kind of do genre cinema overall. Uh, you can find them in the best produced category. Also, Rotting Flesh Radio, which is a uh, haunt uh, podcast, is can be found in the uh, general category. And the two Dan Carlin shows, Common Sense, which is in the political category, and Hardcore History, which is in the educational uh, category. Dan Carlin is one of these guys that always makes me think he's nonpartisan and he is a great listen. So I would definitely recommend checking him out. Not telling you who to vote for because this is a great opportunity to check out new podcasts. But those are folks that I listen to regularly and that I support. Wait a minute. I'm telling you who to vote for. Vote for vote for our podcast. Yeah. Vote for the Bone Bat Show. To vote, go to podcastawards.com or click the link on the Bone Bat page. And thank you again to everyone. We, we so appreciate it. It's yeah, and you cool. know what? I, I want to send a big thank you out to my dick. <laughs> I'd like to thank my dick, too. My dick has been very, very good to me. Dick has been very, very... Well, okay. <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, roll out with a little more Goblin Cock. This is Steve. And this is Gord. Take it easy, folks. Bye.
Wow, dude, that one was a lot shorter than last time. That last episode was almost as long as my dick. <laughs> no. Even that episode was longer. <laughs>